good Tuesday morning to you, ladies and gentlemen. It is April the something or another, 12th, I think, 2016, in the year of our Lord. This is Marty Dern, and you are listening to the Fourth Estate Drive Time. The Fourth Estate Drive Time podcast is brought to you by Suit Up by Philip Larson, the book for the graduate on your list. Topical. It talks about things we believe and why we believe them as followers of Jesus. It would be an encouragement to anybody who's graduating on your list. It's April, soon to be May and June, so grab one or three or a dozen and fill out your graduate gift list in a big, fat hurry. Good for everybody in your student group at your school or at your church. Grab a few. Use the coupon code T4EPODCAST and save 10% on any and all purchases for this month at Philip Larson, two L's in Philip, E and Larson.com. Save 10%. News this morning, John Kasich calls the delegation nomination process in the GOP race this year bizarre. Well, he's merely said what the rest of us are thinking. Rimshot. Apparently Kasich has a big speech planned for today in which he is going to uh, position himself as the logical alternative to Trump and Cruz, not that there are many left. If you haven't uh, noticed, Marco Rubio has held on to the 160 or 70 delegates that he has won. He has not yet uh, verbally released those delegates to uh, another candidate of his preference. And the reason, of course, is because he would like to wind up on a ticket or get the assurance of a uh, of a position in somebody else's cabinet or somebody else's administration. Interesting article in Huffington Post yesterday, not by one of their main columnists, but by one of their, hey, look, I'm in HuffPo columnists, that uh, postulated the same thing that I said a month or so ago, that Kasich should have teamed up with Rubio, promised Cruz uh, the Supreme Court justice seat, assuming that that is still open come next come election time. And then uh, Trump would be ridden off the rail into the sunset. And um, Kasich would go against Hillary for the general. Uh, Remains to be seen, but that's the card Kasich is playing. He hasn't mentioned Rubio, but it would make sense from a delegate perspective for them to team up uh, and be way over 300 delegates or somewhere around 300 delegates as opposed to their 150, 60, 70 range where I think they currently are. So Kasich is betting on the fact that once the convention comes and they have their first ballot and there's no clear winner, that he will be able to, by force of uh, personality, experience, charm, etc., woo the delegates to come his way. So we shall see. Headline in the Atlantic, you can check out this article, it is linked in the episode notes that the United States remains the only industrialized country without paid maternity leave required, mandatory paid maternity leave. Uh, Most industrialized countries have uh, both parents are able to take maternity leave at the arrival of a newborn. Why is this interesting or why is this important? Well, to some, it speaks to the entire pro-life ethic um, that if you're for birth and you're for the sanctity of life, then why would you not be for 
the ability of parents to spend those first few weeks with that newborn. Uh, I expect this to be a uh, an increasing point of discussion, maybe not this year, but certainly by the next presidential election. I think you will find uh, Democrats and Republicans calling for this uh, in some way or another, simply because uh, I think this is the direction that our society is going, even if we are uh, the last nation, you know, after Botswana or somebody to have mandatory family uh, paid leave for maternity. So be interesting to see how that plays out, but uh, article in The Atlantic today about that. I want to loop around a minute for the old uh, terrorist organization, the Boko Haram. If you remember, it's been about two years since they kidnapped uh, somewhere between two and 300 schoolgirls from a Christian school in Nigeria, and that made the news for a while, and it was a big social media thing for uh, a few days, and then uh, everybody kind of lost track. Uh, the Nigerian Bulletin is reporting today that the Boko Haram is now in some places offering microloans to small businesses and entrepreneurs in an attempt to get them to join their organization. Uh, this would be along the line of the, um, the benefits that ISIS would provide uh, by virtue of their oil sales they, um, on the black market, and then they would come back and into towns where they had taken over. They would provide some amount of social welfare <clears throat> for the Muslims, obviously not for the many of the Christians, but they would provide some amount of social welfare to uh, make themselves look good in some way as a way to try to establish their caliphate. Uh, apparently the Boko Haram has now taken a page out of that playbook and in some places offering microloans. Uh, both The Week and The Telegraph are reporting that uh, the Boko Haram are targeting geography teachers, of all things, for assassination or possibly in some cases for sexual slavery, who knows, uh, because they don't want them teaching Western-style teaching of geography. In other words, they don't want people in their caliphate to know where in the world they are, quite literally. Uh, so they have uh, begun assassinating or targeting geography teachers in the schools, in the areas where they control, uh, for so that they can shut down the Western style education. If you remember the name, Boko Haram actually means, uh, this is a paraphrase, but against Western style education. It's a very literalized terrorist group. The BBC is also reporting about the Boko Haram that uh, they are now using girls that they have kidnapped for child suicide bombers. Um, they're reporting that many of these children are drugged. The ages uh, were not in the article that I saw, but the ages of their kidnapped victims are anywhere from uh, or school age, elementary school age to middle school age. So figure 10 to 15, 11 to 17, somewhere around in there, maybe even younger. Uh, drugging them and loading them with explosives and convincing them or forcing them or remote detonating them, who knows, um, the number has increased 11-fold, apparently, in the last, uh, through, I think, January of this year. So, in 2014, there were about four of these cases, and in 2015 through January of this year, there were somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 of these particular cases. So, uh, the good news is, if there is good news in the midst of all this crap, 
uh, is that the, the new Nigerian president uh, is a man on a mission, and the Nigerian army is now taking the fight to the Boko Haram, and they have uh, successfully beaten them back out of some areas. There has uh, been a number, uh, or there have been, excuse me, a number of rescues. Uh, still no sign at last. I read of the schoolgirls that were kidnapped almost two years ago. Uh, now, that may not be completely accurate, but that's the most recent thing I've read. Um, so, continued prayer for that situation and military effectiveness against uh, ISIS's uh, twice as ugly younger stepsister. Um, the last article was something that I saw posted on uh, Facebook. Really interesting read. It's definitely worth your time. It's linked in the notes of today's podcast episode. Uh, I was a closeted Christian in the Pentagon by Matthew Spence. Uh, this guy's a PhD, works in the Pentagon on strategy and war theory and all that kind of stuff. And um, he's a believer. And uh, he struggled with how to fellowship and how to uh, function as a Christian in the Pentagon. Uh, he mentions several other people by name, uh, known entities that you would not necessarily have known, claimed to be believers. Uh, followers of Christ. So, really interesting article. It's a few hundred words. It'll take you maybe four or five minutes to read it. Um, really, really good thing. Uh, I'd encourage you to check that out. It's called I Was a Closeted Christian in the Pentagon. It's in Stars and Stripes. Uh, possibly was even in WAPO as well. I didn't see it there. I saw it in Stars and Stripes. So, check that out by Matthew Spence, Closeted Christian in the Pentagon. Uh, the fourth state drive time has been brought to you by Jord at woodwatches.com. 100% natural wood watches, unique and unforgettable. Check them out. There's a brand new line. I think it's called the Delmer. I'll be talking about that a little bit more. Be also on my blog. Use the coupon. You use the coupon code T4E Podcast and save 10%. I think there's actually a, a little bit more savings if you'll go to my blog and look in the sidebar. Uh, it seems like their ad mentions a coupon code to save even a little more than that. So you might want to check that out before just plugging in the uh, T4E Podcast coupon code. Also by Suit Up, by author Philip Larson. Use the same coupon code, T4E Podcast, and save on your purchase of Suit Up and the Suit Up Study Guide at philiplarson.com, also linked in the episode notes. Check out Philip's podcast that he does with his pastor, Ryan Abernathy. Woohoo, Ryan! Ryan and Phil's Conversation Rules. Also check out Pathological by my buddy Todd Littleton. He does a great job with... Interviews on theological topics. Good stuff for the pastor theologian. You want to check that out as well. Thanks for listening. As always, I would appreciate ratings and reviews on iTunes or any other means to do that. And sharing. Thanks, Jason Sampler, for the mention on Twitter yesterday. And I think it made it over to Facebook as well. Uh, greatly appreciated. Mark Lampert as well. Thanks, guys, for the shout-outs and the mentions. It's always appreciated. This is Marty Duran. You've been listening to the Fourth State Drive Time. And as always, I hope you have a fantastic day.